Hey guys, it's Kristen. Happy Halloween week from us at the darker side of life. We are so excited to bring you an extra special Halloween episode this year. A few months ago, Dana and I were contacted by the host from a podcast called The 13th Floor. Cece, Alex, and James are the awesome hosts of this podcast. They heard the darker side of life, liked the vibe, and wanted to collaborate. So what better time to collaborate than Halloween? Because we all know we all love Halloween. We recorded the special episode for The 13th Floor as their guests, and they were kind enough to give us the audio for our own listeners. So if you hear some unfamiliar voices starting out, don't be confused. Dana and I didn't suddenly change hosts on you. We are there. It was such a fun experience chatting with the crew. We got to talk about past Halloweens, our own spooky experiences, just to get you guys in the Halloween mood. You will definitely need to listen to The 13th Floor. I can tell you, you're going to love it. They have everything from true crime to the paranormal to crazy conspiracy theories and historical events. So give them a listen. Tell them the girls from The Darker Set of Life sent you and show them the love you guys continuously show to us. And without further ado, sit back, light your jack-o'-lanterns, grab some candy, and enjoy the show. <laughs> Yeah, welcome, uh, Dana and Kristen. Hello. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you. I didn't know if I was allowed to talk yet. Hello. Hello. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting us. Yes, thank you guys very much. Uh, no problem. Thanks for being here. Yeah, we're glad to have you. For a special Halloween episode. Uh, since it's our penultimate Halloween episode, I was thinking for our icebreaker, what is your most iconic or memorable Halloween costume? Dana and Kristen, you guys get the floor first. Hands down, I was a Hershey's Kiss. My oh, my yeah. mom. And I, I was actually a few days ago asking her to go through old photo albums and send me pictures of myself in Halloween costumes. She does not have a picture of me in the Hershey's Kiss outfit. Oh, no. Oh. But she made it. My mom's always been really crafty, and she found a pattern. And it was basically from, like, the neck down was, like, the bell-shaped part of it. She had this metallic <laughs> silver like fabric that she used and I had this like face mask thing that went around my neck and only my face showed and it come to a cone at the top that she stuffed with like newspaper or something to get it to stick up straight and she made the big long Hershey's Kisses ribbon that like flowed down and I remember that one so well because that was the year it snowed on Halloween which a lot of people in Kentucky remember and then I stepped in a hole and twisted my ankle and my friend's mom had to come pick us up in her van (laughs) oh man (laughs) that was memorable in so many ways that year I was Jasmine but that's not my most uh, my most iconic the only one that I really remember 
And it's just because we have pictures of it. But I was a lion, but I was a male lion. So I got a lot of grief for that. <laughs> yeah, I had, had the big mane. My brother was, uh, he was, he's two years younger than me, but he was Mike Ditka. And I was a lion. <laughs> so, yeah. Kristen, how about you? Let's see. Mine was also the year it snowed, which is probably why it's the most memorable. But mm. I was a black cat because I had a black cat. And... Aww. It, my mom needed some costume where I could be warm because it was snowing. So it was like those black stirrup pants and black tennis oh, shoes. Yeah. And a black, um, like long sleeve leotard. And then my black cat had a little white, like a little white star on her neck. So my mom put um, just like a white turtleneck underneath the, um, the, long sleeve gymnastics suit. And then she sewed ears onto a black headband and painted my face like a cat. I walked down the steps and my black cat saw me, arched her back, full out Halloween cat, <laughs> hair stood up, hissed at me and ran away and wouldn't come anywhere near me. So, oh, wow. so that was another DIY costume as well. Yes. I love it. That's how wow. we did it growing up. We didn't. Yeah. It was just kind of what we had. I think that's great. My yeah. parents were not crafty. Alex, what about you? <laughs> Um, uh, mine was because I got to use it twice. Oh. <laughs> you already know what it is? Cease? I know what it okay. is, yeah. I had a, when I was really little, I was probably 10 or so, I had a Sonic the Hedgehog costume. Yeah, uh, sweet. I was super cute in it. I wasn't as cute about 10 years, uh, no, it wasn't 10 years. It was probably like six years later, seven years later. When I put it on, I was 17 and I was <laughs> running around in the same costume because it was so tiny. Yep. And I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think we need to see pictures of all these costumes. Right? There are pictures. There are pictures. I have to find Um, them. (laughs) Mine is uh, also homemade. And I I remember it just because it wouldn't fly today at all. It's kind of surreal thinking about it. Because one, this was Southeast Kentucky where things were a lot more lax. And two, it was the 90s. And also things were more lax. Oh my God! What are you setting up, James? <laughs> I was I was a hobo, which is to say, someone who rides trains and has no home. So that alone, right off the bat, is not really appropriate anymore. But this is the weirdest part: it was a homemade costume, so it was like some kind of black shoe polishy stuff to make like a oh, stubbly no. beard. No, 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 Uh-oh. nothing. Oh, okay, not, not, oh, not, not, we're not going too far with this. Um, and ragged, ragged hand me downs and things of that sort. But here's the kicker. This was I went to a Halloween party at school. It was an all-day school thing, and then we went bowling. So this was at a public school. I had a like a cheap cigar in my mouth. Uh, it was just totally okay because I didn't light it, I guess. So I remember like dressing up as a hobo and having a cigar in my mouth and going bowling for school. It was super weird. That is a Kentucky education if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yes, yes. That's awesome. James, do you have any pictures of that? Unfortunately, no. Like, basically, there are no pictures of me, period, except for ones that I take, which is kind of creepy. But yeah. So what you're saying is I'm going to have to draw a picture of Dana as a Hershey kiss and (laughs) you as a hobo. Kristen, do you have a picture of yourself in your cat costume? Um, I don't. Somewhere my mom has it. We managed to, like, wrangle my cat. And it's a picture of Mm. me next to my terrified looking cat. Um, That makes sense. Somewhere. I'm sorry your cat was terrified, but that's adorable. (laughs) She was terrified. (laughs) Oh, man, well, that was that was a fun icebreaker, James. <laughs> yeah, thank, you. thank you. Good deal. I have some other pictures of me 
in Halloween costumes when I was younger that I plan to share on our Instagram and Twitter pages later this month. Nice. Yes. So everybody needs to follow their Instagram page. What is your Instagram handle for your podcast? That's a good question. (laughs) We forget it every time. (laughs) (laughs) It is Darker Side of Life Podcast. That's our on Instagram. Our Twitter is DSOL Podcast. And our email is Darker Side of Life Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, we got it. I always get them mixed up. Well, I think are we going to talk about ghosts? Yeah, now? but you were you were saying you wanted to tell people about old this, ghosts for some yes. reason. So, listener, today we're going to be talking about our own personal experiences with ghosts, our, our favorite personal ghost stories. But before we get started, I'm just going to talk a little bit about how ghosts, how they tried to what's the word I'm looking I don't for, know. Alex? <laughs> Disprove. There we go. Disprove ghosts back in the Victorian ages. I tried to like at first. I was like, I want to see. I want to do research on how they like prove ghosts but there's like there's literally no proof of ghosts existing so uh, have you not seen ghost hunters <laughs> we during our first ghost episode that we ever really did i thought i can't remember if it was haunted houses or ghosts just here on the 13th floor but alex talked about some of the reasons people say like nowadays say that ghosts aren't real oh, like yeah. mold and frequencies on the brain and stuff but the victorian scientists they they had some different ideas and I thought it was a very interesting kind of reading into this, but I found a really good article on the conversation.com titled Victorian scientists thought they'd found an explanation for ghosts, but the public didn't want to hear it. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that sounds like Victorian clickbait. It, exactly. Yeah, I, it? And that's like the best type of clickbait. If you ask me, <laughs> but <laughs> they, uh, really that sentence, just the title alone kind of explains everything in the story, but I'm going to elaborate because in my opinion, the stuff is very interesting. So, uh, I think that honestly, and like in real life, just the idea of ghosts is written off so easily just because there isn't any scientific proof. And I totally understand why some people don't believe in them. But at the same time, I think that it's kind of difficult to write off something that like can't be proven or disproven. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so many people have experienced them, but most legitimate scientists are written off if they believe in ghosts and want to research it. And just like the aquatic ape theory. Exactly. Just like the aquatic ape theory, but lots of famous scientists from way back when they actually were very interested in ghosts and they wanted to do research on ghosts. But it's like, if you gave any credence to the idea that they were real, it would kind of throw a shadow on the rest of your research. Like Sir Isaac Newton was into alchemy and he wanted to do more with alchemy, but he couldn't because it's like, if he had people probably would have been like, Oh, that guy's crazy. Oh yeah, he was like his his spiritual views were (laughs) out there. He was drinking mercury. He claimed there were people living on the sun. A lot of weird stuff. That guy. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, we haven't proven if anyone is or is not. I was going to say, (laughs) how do they know? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm going to tell you about some scientists from way back when. Okay. And what they said ghosts really were. Okay. So John Ferrier, who studied typhoid, and Samuel Hibbert, who is a geologist, but also a doctor. Um, They're both, according to this article, they were pioneering physicians. But they posited that phantoms were simply glitches caused by the brain or poor health, or they're after images from overstimulated optic nerves. Mm-hmm. So that was their okay. big thing. But their their ideas were also brought up in Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. I got a little quote here. It was in the article. But Scrooge says at one point in the book, <laughs> he says, quote, 
You may be an undigested bit of beef, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of underdone potato. Alex knows a lot about underdone potatoes. What? He's making <laughs> me hungry. <laughs> I was going to yeah. say food. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, some people like think that they were just like, oh, I ate, I ate a bad turd up. So I'm seeing it's just that, I guess. So. That was one one little group of scientists and their thoughts. And then physicist Michael Faraday, um, which I feel like most, most people know who he is, but he uh, wanted to disprove seances and, like, what happens with the Ouija board. So he devised the ideometer – I don't know how to say it – ideomotor effect, which is – it really boils down to the idea that when using a Ouija board, people unconsciously move their muscles, which leads oh. to, like, the, ah, the spirits are talking okay. with us. So, that's interesting ugh, that he came up with me. that because that's still an argument to this day. But I yeah. didn't think Faraday came up with it. That's neat. Well, there you go, James. Mm, <laughs> drop some knowledge on you. Yeah, maybe he just studied <laughs> it. But anyways, lastly, I'm just going to mention the uh, Society of Cyclical Research because while they did mm. a lot to expose frauds and fake uh, like psychics, they really wanted to try and see whether or not there was any proof or any any validity toward spirits and whatnot sure but their their investigations really did make a lot of quote-unquote legitimate scientists angry just because it's like if you say that if you're if you're saying that ghosts are like something we even need to be thinking about and like give any credence to the thought then you're just watering down science and so a lot of people were very angry at them but at the end of the day even though scientists were trying to disprove spirits and ghosts and phantoms or whatever you want to call them people just didn't buy into it because remember that's the part of the article titles people didn't want to hear it they didn't want to hear that ghosts weren't real. But I think that obviously it, it's because people like if ghosts are real, then it might prove that there's something after death. So people, right. especially when spiritualism kind of came around and became a big thing, that's really what people were looking for was proof that life doesn't just end and huh. there's nothing. Right. So anyways, yeah, that's just interesting. a little bit about the Victorians and ghosts. Because the Victorian age is when ghost stories really became like a thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it was very in vogue to to yeah. have ghost stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, so, in in terms of personal stories, though, we're all going to be uh, uh, sharing some. And Queensbury rules, Kristen and Dana. It's your turn first. So, <laughs> cool. which among you would prefer to go first? Hmm. I guess I could go. Okay, good um, deal. Like growing up and stuff, I've. Like, I've always kind of liked things supernatural. I've always liked scary movies. I've always liked creatures and monsters. Mm-hmm. I I think the first thing that got me interested in paranormal was the story of the Bell Witch. Because you guys growing oh. up in Kentucky may have heard of this. I grew up oh. really close to Adams, Tennessee, which is home of the Bell Witch. And so we always grew up thinking that if you said, I hate the Bell Witch 10 times in the mirror in the dark, that Kate would come and scratch your face up at night or she would come and haunt you or something bad would happen. To this day, I will not do I hate the Bell Witch in the mirror, even as an adult. Don't do it. Because (laughs) I'm not really superstitious or anything, but I guess it's one of those things that you grow up believing, but nobody ever tells you it's not real. Like people mm. tell you, you know, the Easter Bunny is not really real, and you grow out of that. But nobody tells you the Bell Witch isn't real, right? Well, I mean, it's Ooh. it's a question of threat, though, too. Like if somebody told me that if I didn't hide Easter eggs, the Easter Bunny would kill me, I'm not taking a chance. I'm going to hide Easter eggs. <laughs> it's the Bunny from Doc Darko is <laughs> coming after you. <laughs> <laughs> 
but so I've always liked, I've never had like a lot of supernatural experiences like growing up or anything, but I've had a lot of little things happen. Probably the most mm-hmm. notable was a few years ago that when I lived in Florida and we rented a house down there, me and my boyfriend did. None of our friends have children in Florida and we don't have children. So there has not been any small children in our house the whole time we lived there. We came home one day and we looked in our kitchen floor and we had tile all throughout the floor of the house. And there was a footprint, like a very, very clear footprint on the floor. And I look at it and it's about the shape, like the size of a toddler's. I ended up getting a measuring tape and it was four inches long and it was probably about two, two and a half inches at the widest. I took a picture of my foot next to it Mm -hmm. just for a comparison. And I have no idea how this footprint got there. No idea whatsoever. Spooky. I want to see that picture. I have to find that picture because it was on a phone that got the blue screen of death and died. And I'm so mad about it. So ever since then, though, all of my photos go to the cloud. So it is probably somewhere Mm. in a cloud of thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of cat photos. I can (laughs) attest to this photo. She sent it to me as well. With your foot Mm. next to it. So... So For sure, it was a, the world's foot. smallest thief broke into your house. <laughs> With one foot. You know what? <laughs> Since then, I have not been able to find the charger to my Nintendo DS. I'm just saying. <laughs> there you go. I'm just saying. <sighs> we, <laughs> we always called it Baby Ghost because we didn't have a name for it. Mm. And it was, you know, a toddler shape. And one time my boyfriend was playing video games. This is in the same house. And I was already asleep. And he just felt something on the back of his neck. It felt like somebody come and just like gave him a little tickle or scratch on the back of his neck. So he turned around and he's like, baby, stop. Like he's playing video games. Don't bother me. And there's nobody there. And it got to the point. He just turned everything off and just like come and got in bed with me. And he's like, that was weird. I don't know what that was. And he's a skeptic. He's a total skeptic, but we never felt threatened. We always felt it was kind of, playful i guess you know nobody meant any harm to anybody so it's just these little weird things that happen like that in that house just a little a little baby ghost playing games i guess so <laughs> but also tragic because why are you a ghost so little yeah you know, centuries hmm. before the victorians sort of made a ghost-centric view on it uh they probably would have thought it was a more like a household spirit like a gnome or an elf Oh, that'd be you had, cool. You had an elf. Yeah. And they didn't do my yeah. laundry or dishes or anything. <laughs> I had a house elf oh, and didn't know crazy. it. They just dirtied your yeah. floor. Gosh. Man. How rude. <laughs> well, that's that's creepy, Dana. <laughs> creepy. At least it was a nice one, though. Yeah, yeah it could have been worse. Story. It could have been worse. Yeah, at least it wasn't a poltergeist or anything that's really oh, negative. Yes. Yeah, James, James actually had... A poltergeist. What? Yeah, he, he was, was friendly with the with it. Yeah. What? Yeah, he was friends with it. See, this is why we have cats, because animals are going to detect spiritual activity before we will. See, mm-hmm. that's Alex. See, that's, I've been trying to convince Alex that we need a cat for a long do you time. Want, do you, you want, get one. Do you want cats to be staring at the wall while you just sit there and you be like, oh my God. My and cats then it turns out looking at a mosquito. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Our daughter had a really creepy. I'll ta- I'll talk about it in a minute. But okay. our daughter said something really creepy last week. Mm. Oh, Kristen, Kristen, what about you? Um, oh, geez, picking. Ju- I have a, I have a bunch of little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. My oh, you go for it. Well, my first, I guess my first paranormal experience, I actually do not remember. Um, mm. It was 
a shared experience with my older sister when we moved into the house that my my I grew up in. My parents still live in there now. It's a old Victorian built 1900 second house on the in the neighborhood built. So old house and um I had when we moved in, I had my crib in my sister's room and she remembers waking up the first night in that house, looking over at my crib, and she said there were people standing around my crib staring down at me, just like dark shadow figures. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Um, nope. Yeah. She remembers that. And they were just, she said they were just kind of like checking out the baby and the family and seeing what was happening. So. That was my, my first heart experience. Is literally something d- right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> that house, even my mom, my mom isn't into the paranormal. She hates everything scary. Um, I am complete, total opposite of her. I am more like my dad, but even my mm. mom thinks that that house is haunted in some way. She's always said, whatever's here is nice. She's never felt threatened, but you know, it's stuff like I remember a radio turning off and on all the time animals acting weird every once in a while, just getting weird feelings. Mm-hmm. A neighbor actually told my mom once that she had been up late one night and had looked up the street toward our house and saw a woman walk down our driveway and just kind of like stand at the end of the driveway. And she had like a long white dress on. She just like stood at the end of the driveway mm-hmm. and then walked away and disappeared. So, Victorian um, Yeah. So, but I never, you know, I've never, same with my mom, I've never felt threatened in that house. So if something's there, I feel like it's friendly. I've never had really a bad experience, but those were like the main ones in that house. Are they still there in that house? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're still there. Yeah. And I have stayed with you in that house before. So thanks for the warning now. Do you remember? <laughs> you were there in the power. No, the power didn't go or did the power go off? It went off one night because we're watching Supernatural upstairs and it yes. was storming. The power went out. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember having moments of waking up in my bedroom and hearing knocking on my um, closet door. I remember trying to open the door once, the door to my bedroom and feeling like I hit something, like I had walked into something. So just little, little things like that. Probably my biggest actual experience that I had was at Waverly Hills when I I did an overnight investigation there and I had been down on what was it it was on the first floor and just kind of I sat it was it's super dark on the first floor because there's there's no windows they have the walls painted black on a lot of the first floor because they turn it into a haunted house in October. So a lot of the walls are painted black. So it's super dark. There's no air movement. It's just a really weird floor to be on. And I kind of just sat down in this corner, just listening. And I, I asked, I said, you know, if there's anything here with me, can it just, can you just make a sound? Just give me a sign. And it was Maybe five seconds later, it sounded like someone had a two by four and hit the wall beside my head. And I screamed. (laughs) I would have done. My whole left side got cold. It felt like something just like leaned up against my left side from my shoulder down to the tips of my toes, just got 
cold. Mm -hmm. And then it went away and that was it. And I left there pretty quickly and went to another floor. <laughs> but, <laughs> so that was, those are probably my biggest, but I would recommend anybody listening. If you have the chance to go to Waverly, please do it. It's mm -hmm. such a cool place to go. And you more than likely will experience something. Mm -hmm. That spirit is probably sitting there like, where are you going? You just asked I if I was here. I did feel kind of bad. Like, I did ask you a question and you responded, but could you tone it down a little bit, please? <laughs> oh, man. Oof. That's, that's terrifying. Like literally when you were talking about your house, Kristen, my heart... My heart started thumping really fast. <laughs> it's um, <sighs> ghost stories. Ghost stories freak me out. Just like well, my dad remembered. <laughs> um, we had bought the house, hadn't moved in yet, but he had he would go there and do work at night on it just to get stuff ready. And he remembers one night he was leaving. It was getting dark, walking out to the driveway just to get in the car with the house at his back and he said he just got this really weird feeling of he said i knew if i turned around i would see somebody in the window i knew that there was somebody that was going to be in the, window, in the window and he wouldn't turn around he wouldn't do it he wouldn't look he just got in the car and drove away but he said i knew for sure that somebody was going to be looking at me through that window and it was just almost that feeling of like somebody being there checking out the new people coming into the house that could be a very American <laughs> horror story if you're not careful. Yeah, that could have went one true. of two ways. <laughs> it could have went really bad. It kind of reminds me of like when you go downstairs to your basement and then you have to turn the light off. Oh, like, yes. I don't know anybody yes. who doesn't run up the stairs. Yeah, the we had that's a the basement at my parents, it's an old coal cellar. And it is, I am, Ooh, I'm 34 yeah. years old and I am terrified still. Like if I have to go down there, I run up the stairs as fast as I can. I am yeah. sure something's mm. going to like grab me through the stairs. It's, um, it's a creepy place. I actually locked some of my high school friends down there at once. Um, <laughs> a, a bunch of my guy friends wanted to check out the cellar. And so I said, yeah, sure. Come on down. I'll. I'll show it to you. Go on down there. Check it out. They walk down to the end. I turn the light off, slam the door, and locked it, and have never heard a bunch of 17-year-old <laughs> boys scream so loud in my life. <laughs> I bet. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. But I grew up in a really – it was a really nice house, a really nice neighborhood. It just had a – it has a vibe to it that something is there with mm. us. But whatever it is, I think Oof. it's friendly. I know how that goes. Interesting. <laughs> well, yeah. Alex. I Alex would, has the complete opposite experience. Disappoint. I think the closest I've ever come <laughs> to a ghost encounter is like I was taking a shower and I saw a shadow move behind. Oh no no like no no! Psycho. No. I turn around. Yeah, that's it's just because that's it was, too real. <laughs> You're right? too vulnerable so, in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> It's like the worst that's, time to be attacked is when you're naked. <laughs> that's the worst time to see a shadow. Yeah. yeah. And so I turned around and it was just like the, the area was so fog like Foggy? Uh, yeah, because I had such hot showers. And it was just so dense that it was refracting the light in weird ways. But yeah, it was a little spooky for a second. <laughs> At but, least it uh, didn't ride on the glass. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> or maybe it did. Ooh, oh, I, maybe I'm just like I, completely a uh, ghost ignorant, and I just like completely overlooked the message. He tried to warn me about something. And <laughs> We're trying to haunt you here. 
All right, guys, we gotta go find somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. We'll just move on to the other uh, condo. They're not gonna graduate Monsters Inc. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it was. uh, In general, I'm not really a big. I wouldn't say I don't. Yeah, I don't really believe them. But I know so many people that have had experiences with them that I can't completely write it off. Uh, I think it's one of those things that there's no proof one way or the other. So I I get I get it. I just have never seen proof like aliens. Hmm. I haven't seen proof of ghosts. Yeah. And I, I just need that. Ex- I, oh, I don't really want that experience. It sounds horrifying. <laughs> but uh, it's, just, it's just one of those things where I don't quite buy it. But I know so many people that have had it happen that it's. It's hard you know, to say no. I, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> yeah, he's he's married to someone who believes in ghosts. Myself. So I at least have to lie about maybe being okay. <laughs> well, we asked his parents if they had any like ghost. Oh, you're trying to oh, yeah. or, heard that. Yeah. or a ghost. Yeah, maybe it's a ghost. No, his, <laughs> we asked his parents if they had ever had any ghost experiences, and they're both like, no. So yeah. I think that Alex just comes from a non-believing family. Mm. So maybe it's just been passed mm. down from generation to generation. Yeah. But I, on the other <laughs> hand, have had experiences. I've had a lot of experiences, but I think that I've mentioned a couple on the show. So I, I'm just going to talk about uh, two. But growing up, we lived in this house on this one street. And our house was one of the first houses on the street. And it was, I can't remember when it was built. It was like 1920s or 30s. But it, it was definitely kind of like your house, Kristen, where mm-hmm. it's like you could feel like something was there with you. Right. But when I was like maybe eight from eight to 16, I would hear this scream and it would always come from different areas, not just of the house, but I could be out in my backyard and hear it down the, down the street. Sometimes I would be in my bedroom and I could hear it right outside my window. And it was just this really like, it sounds like someone was being tortured and it was the same. Like it would just go on for like, sometimes it was only like a minute. Yes. It was terrifying. It was awful. And I was scared out of my brains for a very long time. But I recently, I've been going to an energy healer lately, just kind of see like, you know, how it is. And I told her about it. And she, this is the way that she explained it to me. And I don't know if this is true or not. But she told me that there are different dimensions where there are other things kind of going on. And that there's one dimension where it's like, it's not heaven, it's not hell, but it's kind of in between where people are, it's just not a pleasant place to be, apparently. Purgatory. Yeah, it's kind of. (laughs) Like purgatory, but she said it wasn't purgatory. I don't Mm. know. There are lots of dimensions, she said. Um, But she said that it's this kind of dimension where people have to go and kind of like figure themselves out, I guess. That's screaming. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. She said said that it sounds like I could tap into. Mm. And I've always had people tell me I'm psychic. I don't know if I'm psychic or not. Mm. She said Mm. that she thinks that it's a dimension where I could tap into and I could hear it. But I haven't heard it. When I was about 16, which is when we moved from the house that I grew up in, it's kind of stopped. And then I think I heard it twice when I moved into my new house when I was around 18 years old. And then I haven't heard it since. And I pray I don't hear it again because it was not pleasant. What could be causing that? That sounds terrible. Well, the thing is, and I thought that I was going crazy. Like, I literally thought I was going crazy because I'd be with my best friends and I'd be like, do you hear that? And they're like, I don't hear anything. And at first I I thought to myself, maybe it's a train because there was a train that was down the road from us. Mm -hmm. But then it, I quickly realized, no, that's not a train. I have no idea what that is. 
But mm. or even cats, which is why you shouldn't have cats. <laughs> no, it was not my kitty cats. They're precious <laughs> little peaches. But they did. They had a lot of those moments where it's like we're sitting in the house and all of a sudden they look over to the corner. Yeah, oh, yeah. that happened a lot. But yeah, then my other story, and this happened just recently. Uh, my daughter, I guess our daughter, Alex. Um, oh, yeah, we had one. Yeah, we had one of those. She's two and a half. She's almost three. But she had a moment last week where she was just crying. And she's in this phase right now where it's like every 10 minutes she wants a glass of water. So she'll say, Mommy, I want water. And they'll have to go upstairs, get her water. And finally, I got to the point where we're like, we're not bringing water, Gwen. But then she started crying so hysterically that I was like, there's something else going on. So I went upstairs. And usually when she cries at night, it's not real. There's no tears. But she was tears streaming down her face. And I was like, what's wrong? And she told me, I want him to stop looking at me. Oh, no. And no. I was oh, like, gosh. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. And she was like, I want him to stop looking at me. And I was like, who? And she said, the man by my window, the man in black. <gasps> no. And that's when I was Ooh. like. I was like, all right. <laughs> so I took, I was like, there's nothing wrong, Gwen, and there's no one in here. But I was like, I was, my heart started thumping really fast. And I was like, okay. So we have a little spray bottle of water that will let her spray around the room called Monster Spray. So I was like, oh, nice. spray your room with the Monster Spray. So I sprayed it mm. literally all over the place. And after that, she went to sleep. But I did not. Oh, gosh. <laughs> did you check the window? <laughs> I did. The window was closed. For some reason, the first thing that came to my mind was alien. And then I was like, no, this is a ghost. This is a freaking ghost. Um, but yeah, my uh, I, I was I got some sage. And I'm going to sage the house this week. I haven't had time to do it yet, but I need to sage that house up and down. I wonder if she's like mm. tapping into what you, like if you I, are yeah. psychic or if you can pick up on that energy. Oh, yeah. if, she, if she is now tapping into that herself. I think there's definitely herself. a genetic component. Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I, I wouldn't put it past her because it's like she's never really said anything like that before but it's like and i would normally just think oh she's you know she's not being serious but she had tears down her face like it was legitimate like she was freaked out and then i was freaked out but i had to pretend like i wasn't freaked out and then i went downstairs and told alex and alex was like flim flim hmm? she just wants to scope there he didn't believe it <laughs> <laughs> so anyways those are my stories i just assumed she had like a nightmare or something no, it was not a nightmare. She was awake. You okay. guys, it was a nightmare. It's oh. pretty dang dark. That's really dark. Yeah, like that's, like that's subconscious. Like, yeah, kids don't know dark. Like they don't know that yet. They know the fun cartoons yeah. and the happy stuff. Not there's a man standing yeah. next to my window, standing, standing by. Yeah. yeah, standing right by my oh, window. Oh no! <sighs> yeah, it was horrifying. <laughs> so that's that's probably the scariest thing that ever happened to me. You guys. Mm. <laughs> James, what about you? Okay, yeah, I got a few vignettes. Um, <laughs> one of which, I, the last one, the creepiest one, I think I'll save for last, and it okay. sort of mirrors Gwen's experience. Uh, but anyway, um, first of all, my house had a poltergeist, and when I say we had a poltergeist, I mean it was as daily part of our lives as having like a dog or a cat. Um, we called him Albert because it was just a name that sort of stuck. We knew that he was a dude because the bat, there was one particular bathroom that he would like, you could literally be sitting around and that door would close. And after a few minutes, it was, the toilet would flush and the door would open and there, the lid would be up. So we just, you know, inferred that it was a dude oh ghost, <laughs> but what was great about Albert, though, and this this ties in more with the theory that, you know, maybe it was a household spirit rather than a poltergeist, um, some sort of 
positive thing. Um, like, like the Romans and the Greeks, they had the concept genius. The word genius and the word demon have the same origin. It's a family spirit that watches over you and, and gives you inspiration. But uh, anyway, Albert was wonderful at part of, of daily life. Like he would open doors. He would never do anything ominous. And the best thing ever was when you had friends over and you mentioned him because they're going to do what every kid does. They're going to say they don't believe in Albert. And that was like his cue. You know, that was when doors would open and close dramatically. That was when um, we had one of those alarms that would show all the doors, like which ones were open. It would just light up, just like this door's open, this door's open, lights flickering, the whole nine yards. Very dramatic. And for whatever reason, I always associated him. I never would go in the attic uh, because it was a very creepy attic. But I always assumed just inferred as a kid that that's where he lived when he wasn't interacting with us. Yeah. So yeah, that's a more positive one. I have also been to Waverly Hills and yeah. And the most memorable one, I've never had an an olfactory experience with a ghost until then. Um, We, me and my friend and my twin sister, we were, we were touring Waverly Hills and it was storming and it was night and it was close to Halloween. It was perfect. (laughs) And, we, we saw a lot of creepy, weird things and just the air being heavy. But what really took the cake for me was we were walking down the body chute. And all of a sudden, I could smell strawberries. And I mean, I'm not talking somebody's strawberry lip gloss or <laughs> something chemical. It was like somebody had just cut up a bunch of strawberries and held them under my nose. It was like it was right in front of me. I- and, you know, your senses are much more. Oh, sorry. My cats just hissed at each other. They're oh. <laughs> um, the story um, is scary, but <laughs> but uh, it was like somebody would just you know held fresh strawberries right under my nose, and you know your senses of smell is is more sensitive when you can't see, and it was very dark, mm-hmm. almost pitch dark in the body chute. But then after I smelled it, uh, the tour guide announced that the body chute, while it was used for bodies during uh, the highest death toll at the sanitarium uh, one summer. Its primary use was to transport fresh produce that they grew on the grounds to the facility itself. And and it was a means for the patients to uh, sort of get some outdoor rehab and then also get their own food, which helped the budget. So that was just really weird. That really freaked me out. Um, Another eerie story, very short one, was me and my friend, we were driving uh, home from, we went, went to see a movie. Uh, not much to do in Southeast Kentucky other than the movies. But we I live in the middle of nowhere out there. I, I did. And we were going through these really twisty country roads where you're just, I mean, you are isolated. You know, you might see a house every half to one mile. And we're turning at a three-way intersection and something bolts in front of us, which, you know, that's common. You'll see a raccoon or a possum or a deer. Well, this thing was roughly the size of a deer. But it was, we only got to see it for a moment, but neither of us recognized it as a deer. It was probably two and a half feet tall, I'd say six feet long, and it did not resemble a deer at all. It was sort of humanoid, but it was loping on its arms mm-hmm. and legs like, mm-hmm. a, like mm-hmm. a It dog. wasn't the rake, was it? Um, and it was. That is exactly you, what oh, I just I, that's thought. That's so funny because I thought of, that's so funny. Uh, I thought about mentioning No, no, no. That. The rake that's creeps crazy. me out. I cannot see pictures of the rake. I yes. have to look at happy puppies and kittens after. 
Otherwise, I'll have bad it's, dreams. Well, it looked. It looked. I will say this: it looked more like the rake than oh, a deer. Geez. Um, so yeah, it royally <laughs> freaked. We were absolutely terrified for the next day. Uh, like it was just mortifying. And last story, um, probably the darkest. And this is a throwback because we we had a discussion about this in a previous episode. But I, this is just sort of a rehashing. Um, when I was little. I was already used to poltergeist, obviously, but I was about six or seven. I'd say six because that's around the age that that's supposed to happen, I think. Uh, me and my friend were playing, and he was over, and he starts talking to someone who's not there, and he explains to me that he had a friend that only he could see. So I I thought that was very unusual, and so I asked my parents about it, and they said, oh, he's going through the phase where he's got an imaginary friend. And I thought, oh, okay, Neat. And then I started thinking about it, you know, and I thought, oh, I've got one of those. I've got somebody that nobody can see, the shadow man. (laughs) And the thing about the shadow man that I didn't understand as a six-year-old was, you know, I I was inferring that my friend's imaginary friend was real, but only he could see it. So for me, this, this made perfect sense because I knew someone who only I could see who was a shadow, but he wasn't. A friend. I was terrified of him. He would uh, enter my room and he would stand out in absolute pitch darkness. He was darker than darkness. He would play the piano. He would always play Beethoven, oh. which again, that's weird because as a six-year-old, it's not like I really knew that repertoire of music, but that's only what he would play. He usually would play Moonlight Sonata or um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, for Elise. Those were At least he didn't play the fifth. Play. That's the... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he would, he would, he would frighten me. He was very negative. He was an antagonistic being to me, but I just assumed, oh, this is what, this is what's supposed to happen. This is what an imaginary friend is. And it wasn't until later that I found all these other sightings of shadow people on the internet. And I just started remembering that. And it ties in with Waverly because I saw for the first time in years, I saw a shadow person at Waverly. Um, and that really, you know, brought back a lot of memories of that. So, yeah. Yeah. Shadow people. Well, I remember those are really, like, those are really big at Waverly. I know a lot of people report seeing shadow uh, figures where they'll say, just interesting. sit quietly and just kind of look at the wall or in the rooms and you'll see the shadows moving. Mm. Like you said, darker than dark. They stand out um, against Oof, the dark. Yeah, and, they um, do. They're all painted on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just a personal theory, but, you know, it's kind of like how I mentioned some of these positive things may not be uh, ghosts of the dead at all. They might be household spirits. Um I don't think of shadow people as being the ghosts of dead people. I don't think these are things that were ever uh, human or ever alive. They're just, there's something very alien about them. Very mm, malevolent about them. In, hmm. in human entities? Like more. Yes. The, That's what I think. The demon type of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Either, either evil spirits, demons, or extra dimensional beings, but. In, in definitely something malevolent. Mm. I've never seen one and I hope I never do, but the mental image yeah. I get, you know, the movie ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore in it, you know, at the end, how the, Oh yes. Yeah. The guy oh, dies yeah. and then like the little shadows just start moving and they like drag him to hell or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. That was so yep. creepy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hated watching yeah, I, that scene. I 100% think it, this was before the internet and, and people talking about the sightings. I totally think whoever the screenwriter was, they either had an experience with that or they knew somebody who did because it's way too Accurate. peculiar to be a coincidence, I think. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Shadow people. Mm, no, thank you. No, thank you. Yeah. I've had <laughs> been there, done that. I'd rather not. I'm okay. I'd rather that not be my first encounter. Yeah, let's hope not. <laughs> or the rake. I don't want that either. And I like I to camp know. a lot. I like to be outside. Yeah. I don't want to run into the rake. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys, this has been so much fun. This has been awesome. Yeah. It has yeah. been. Yeah. Thank you yeah. guys for nice. having us on and reaching out to us for this collaboration. This has been. This has been really cool. I didn't expect to ever do anything like this, but this has been awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's been great. This was great. Thanks for being here. Okay, guys, thank you so much for taking the time and listening to our special Halloween collaboration with the 13th Floor Podcast. We had such a blast recording it. Enjoy the holiday. Be safe. And we will be back with an all new episode. Thanks, guys. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.